Welcome to the Sales is Simple podcast, sponsored by the Sandra G. Williams Agency of Farmers Insurance, providing coverage options for your life, business, home, auto, toys, and more. This podcast focuses on sales professionalism by utilizing a non-salesy approach. Each episode will provide you with actionable steps that you can immediately use to increase your sales performance. And now, here's your host, Taman Jamison. Good morning, sales pros, and welcome to episode 81 of the Sales is Simple podcast. Before we get going, I want to apologize in advance. I'm a little congested this morning, so bear with me as we get through this episode together. I also want to thank those of you who have voted on the cover design for my upcoming Sales is Simple book. I'm still collecting some votes, so if you want to follow me on social media, I have a couple posts on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook regarding the cover designs and I would love more feedback on those designs before talking to the designers to kind of iron out which design we want to kind of work with a little bit more and fine-tune before the release. So this morning's episode is entitled Selling is Simple, Not Easy. And what I want to make clear this morning in this episode is that when I say selling is simple, I mean, the concept of selling is simple. That does not mean that you don't have to work hard. That does not mean there are going to be hard days. That does not mean that selling is easy. It just means that it's simple. And you've gone through the sales process with me of setting yourself apart, asking the right questions, landing them on the perfect offering, explaining your value proposition, and then setting up your next sale. And that's no foreign concept to those of you who have been in sales for any amount of time. What I've merely done is taken those sales processes that you may have learned from, whether it was an eight-step system, 10-step system, or 12-step system, or even more, and consolidated those down into five easy-to-remember steps so that you can see how simple sales is. We as salespeople over time tend to make sales a complicated profession People outside of our industry don't understand what we do. They don't see themselves being a salesperson. They don't understand how we work off commission, how we take so much rejection, how we work long hours. But those who move into that realm of sales professionalism understand that it really is simple. So today I want to make sure to talk to you about it being simple and not easy. So we're going to focus more today on the hard work that's involved with selling, even once you get the simple part out of the way. So in concept, sales really is simple. Following that process that I have outlined for you with the S-A-L-E-S method, it really is simple. But when it comes to implementing those processes and those steps of the process, it's not easy. All right, to set yourself apart, you really have to spend a lot of time to figure out what makes you different than any other salesperson in your company or in the world, depending on how far you want to look out and how broad you want to be in your definition. What makes you different? Why should somebody do business with you? And that takes time. That takes time. That takes trial and error. You have to try a few scripts. You have to practice on a customer 
on two customers, on 10 customers, on 100 customers before you get fluid enough to understand what it is that makes you different and why a customer should deal with you versus any other salesperson in your industry or even outside of your industry, depends on how the competition is and how you guys are competing for their dollars. Asking the right questions is probably the hardest part of the sales a simple approach because there is a lot of practice that goes into when to ask the right questions, how to ask the right questions, when to not ask questions, how to interpret the answers to those questions, and how to get some feedback from a customer that's nonverbal. Whether you're in person with them and you see different facial expressions, you see their body language, or you're talking to them over the phone and you have pauses that kind of come at an inopportune time and you're not really sure whether that pause is their cell phone uh, service going bad on them or that they are confused by what you may have asked them. So going through the ask the right questions phase probably takes the longest amount of time to master because that is the most important part of the sales a simple approach. You asking the right questions, asking the right amount of questions, and getting to know your customer better will lead you into sales professionalism and is the biggest step to making sure that you have set yourself apart correctly by asking the right questions that will help lead the customer to make a decision that they want to make. Landing them on the perfect offering is probably the easiest step once you have decided how to set yourself apart and then you've become a master at asking those right questions. Because if you've done that correctly, the customer has told you through your questions what it takes for them to say yes. But landing them on that perfect offering goes with a lot of practice in asking them the right question. Explaining your value proposition is all about overcoming objections, and that is not easy for any salesperson. But as you get more into your professional career, as you get more tenured, more experienced, then those objections don't come with you having some hesitation or reservation that you don't know how to answer them, you don't know that you can answer them, and that you're feeling some apprehension when those um, objections come, and they will come. And then setting up the next sale, this is probably the best example of practice, practice, practice. We all know, we all appreciate, and we all understand the importance of getting our current clientele to buy from us again, to refer business to us, but it is probably one of the most difficult parts to do on a consistent basis because we get wrapped up in the sale. We get excited from the fact that the customer has said yes. They've actually paid us for our product or service and we've won. All right, we get that rush that we all get when a customer says yes, when we actually have helped somebody make a decision, when we've made that sale, that adrenaline rush happens and we've all heard the term that the best time to sell something is after you've just sold something because you're in a good mood, you're confident, you're excited, you know that you can do what you've been tasked to do on a daily basis. And so we immediately begin looking for that next sale. A lot of times when that happens, we completely forget that we should spend some time with the customer we just sold, get to know them a little better and ask them for referrals. 
Ask them strategically. And you can go back to one of the previous episodes to learn how to ask for those referrals, when to ask, and what work tracks that you need to use to ask for those referrals. But we get so excited, we forget to ask for those referrals. We're just ready to move on, or our company is telling us to go ahead and move on, or the customer's trying to rush us to move on, or whatever other excuse you can give for not setting up your next sale, we forget to implement that. So that's part of that implementation of that simple process that I have, is you're going to have to spend some time in each one of those steps to become proficient at what it is that you're trying to accomplish by setting yourself apart, asking the right questions, landing them on a perfect offering, explaining your value proposition, and setting up the next sale. Being consistent is probably the hardest part of all of that. You have to constantly practice, role play, listen to audio books, podcast, read books, study, 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 after every single customer, be prepared before you talk to a customer. There's so much consistency that you have to have in sales. And that is where most people fail is that they don't continue to do the things that have made them successful. We forget. We try to shortcut. We get in a rush. Whatever the excuse is, we don't stay consistent. And it's that consistency that keeps us being successful and shows the client that you are professional. An example of being consistent is following up. Effective follow-up is hard for many salespeople to wrap their heads around. And the reason it's hard for us to wrap our heads around it is because we neglect to remember that customers are people and life happens to them. What we think of most of the time is that when a customer doesn't call us back or when they avoid our calls as we think, or they don't respond back to our email, to our text, is that they're ignoring us. Now, to be honest, there are some times when customers will ignore you, when they will say, hey, I bought something else, but they won't tell you, when they don't respond back to your emails, your text messages, your voicemails, however you're contacting them, they just ignore it. But I want you to think like a customer when it comes to follow-up. First of all, if they are communicating with you, it is more than likely that they're communicating with at least one other salesperson. And I mean communicating, not that they have reached out to four or five or six different people and nobody has gotten back to them, but out of those five or six people that they have contacted, out of those five or six companies that they have inquired about, two of them, including yourself, are actually communicating with the customer. So for every call, email, text message that you're sending the customer, think about the fact that at least one other salesperson is at least somewhat professional enough that they're doing the exact, exact same things that you're doing. So they're getting twice the communication when it comes to them trying to purchase an item or get some more information about an item. But going back to the fact that life happens, if you've done everything up to this point right, if you genuinely set yourself apart and shown the customer that you're different than anybody else, that you're different than that other salesperson or those other two salespeople who are trying to earn their business as well, you have asked the right questions to build that rapport, then you know that the customers are actually busy. For every four or five or six attempts that you make to reach out to them, you may get one response back. But when that response comes back, it may tell you that, hey, I've been busy. I had to go out of town. I had a death in the family. I was called in to work. I had to go out of town. Whatever their situation was, they tell you, I'm not ignoring you. I'm just busy. 
But as salespeople, we tend to forget that when we start getting into that third or fourth attempt. And by that third or fourth attempt, that means that you have made 15 or 20 attempts to try to get to them waiting on that one to come back. So you've tried over and over and over again to get in touch with them, forgetting the fact that they're busy, that they're professionals, that they have families, that they have hobbies. And even though you deal in your profession and your industry all day, every day, they have to do this once in a blue moon. Maybe they make this decision every six months. Maybe they make it every year. Maybe they make it every few years. So it's not on the forefront of their mind like it is yours. It's up to you to stay consistent and continue to follow up with them strategically. Different times of the day, the times when you have had some success when reaching them through the methods that have been successful, whether that's a text message or a phone call or an email or some other means of communication, a, a physical letter, if that needs to be the case, whatever those situations are, you need to be consistent in reaching out to them and following up with them. And the person who is genuinely trying to purchase from you will respect the fact that you are reminding them that they are trying to buy from you. They will tell you, hey, thank you for staying in touch with me. I've just been so busy. I want to make this move. Timing is just not right right now. I've got a big project at work that I have to finish. I got to go back out of town. Um, my wife has something planned for us. We're, we're going on vacation. Whatever life throws at them, they will respect the fact that you as a professional are pursuing their business in a professional manner, you're being a little assertive and you're not falling by the wayside as time goes on. Amateur salespeople will just drop the ball after a few attempts and say, okay, this person must not want to buy from me or they must have bought somewhere else or they just don't want to talk to me. They're giving themselves excuses why they can't be consistent. And this is where it's simple to do, but it's not easy. We all know it's simple to follow up with a customer but it's not easy to follow up with them when they're not being responsive. And this may take, depending on your sales cycle, this may take months or even years before you can get somebody to get to a point where their schedule coincides with your schedule and they can come and purchase from you or you can meet them or they, after rescheduling two or three or four appointments, you finally get an appointment that sticks. You can go in, talk about your offering and get them to say yes and secure it with a payment. Another simple thing to think about, but definitely is not easy, is rejection. And rejection in and of itself is not simple, but those of us who have been in the sales profession for some time, we understand that it's going to be a part of the game. There is no sales profession that has a typical closing ratio of well beyond 50% on a regular basis for brand new salespeople. And so by nature, you're going to hear more no's than you get yeses. That's just a part of the industry. You have to take it as such. And you have to accept the fact that when somebody tells you no, you have to be prepared for that. You have to be able to rebut that. And then you have to be able to move on if there's nothing else that you can do or you just can't earn the business. It's a lot easier said than done, but as you get thicker skin by hearing more and more no's 
And as you get more professional and get prepared for those no's, then it's a lot easier to take rejection, to brush it off and move on and get to the next sale. Because rejection can destroy your month. It can destroy destroy your quarter, your year. Or I've seen some people, it will destroy their careers because they just couldn't take the rejection, especially when they are counting on something before it actually happens. They're thinking they're going to get this big deal. They're going to sell that bonus unit. They're going to get to the uh, award that they thought they were going to win. And then that one deal that they needed, that big deal, that final deal falls through. And now they are in a whirlwind of emotions because they're doubting themselves. They're trying to figure out what they did wrong, which is a good thing, but they're being too heavy on themselves and it weighs them down. So first of all, they can't even approach the next customer and talk to them. And then it starts to eat into their psyche where they're questioning whether or not this is the profession for me. Don't let that happen to you. Make sure that you understand rejection is a part of it. It's simple to say, but it's not easy to accept when you're in the middle of that rejection. So today, guys, I just wanted to kind of lay a little bit of a groundwork about the difference in simple and easy. And want to reassure you that as I'm talking to you about sales being simple, I'm not saying that it's going to be easy. I'm not saying that everything is going to fall in your lap. I'm not saying that there's going to be great days every single day. I'm saying that you, the concept itself is simple. And once you understand what the concept does, you could begin to implement the strategies that allow you to be successful through the concept. And as you become consistent with it, you'll see more and more results. You'll see more success and your business and your personal sales career will grow. So thank you guys for another week of listening to the Sales is Simple podcast. I really appreciate all your support, your continued feedback. Look forward to talking to you each and every week. Make sure if you haven't had an opportunity to uh, connect with me on any social media platforms or through email or whatever other links that you find in the show notes. Also, you can check on the status of the book as it comes out. There's a new uh, website landing page for that, which is salesissimplebook.com. You'll be able to stay abreast on any updates as we go through this uh, publishing, editing, and release of the book. And you'll be able to provide any feedback. You'll have some uh, insider opportunities that the general public won't. So feel free to go over to that and sign up today. Uh, Again, look forward to talking to you next week. And always remember that the best way for you to get what you want is by giving others what they want. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Sales is Simple podcast. If you have received some value from what you've heard today, please spread the word to others who may benefit as well. You can also leave a rating and review with your comments or suggestions for future episode topics. Have a productive sales week and we'll talk to you soon.